0: Editing should be, especially in the case of old writers, a counseling rather than a collaborating task. The tendency of the writer-editor to collaborate is natural, but he should say to himself, how can I help this writer to say it better in his own style? And avoid, how can I show him how I would write it if it were my piece? James Thurber You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee
1: Essence. We are taking on developmental editing today. This is the broadest strokes of the types of editing we'll be talking about. This is one that I think often gets overlooked as an editing style and is more a collaboration, which is why we ended up choosing this particular quote.
0: Developmental editing is very early in the draft as possible. This is something that you have conversations with the author to help them develop characters, develop the story, and make sure that all of those things stay in place together. Lee and I serve each other in this kind of role all the time because that's how our friendship works. Our friendship is based on writing. So we'll always go to each other as that developmental editor and be like, hey, I'm stuck at this point. Do you have any suggestions? And a lot of the time we don't take each other's suggestions, but it helps us brainstorm our way out of our problems.
1: The developmental editor can enter the scene as late as after the author has finished self-editing but the author needs to come with the understanding that there is probably a fair amount of rewriting in their story because the developmental editor is the broad strokes editor. They're the ones who deal with a lot of that big picture stuff. It's also sometimes known as the structural edit because they're going to go, your act breaks in your story
0: are not word count wise in the right places. These editors are the ones that ask why. Why do we need a time skip here? Why do we include this chapter about their childhood? Why are we watching them walk forever with nothing happening? Why are we learning this information? If
1: the answer is because it's plot relevant, then the developmental editor can go, "Okay, have you tried making the characters have a conversation instead of a wall of exposition about this? or have you tried making this conversation into a wall of exposition? Because that would be a lot more efficient. These types of broad strokes, sweeping changes that make your story better, especially
0: structurally, that's the developmental editor. If you want to be a developmental editor, one of the things that you really need to be familiar with in the storytelling process are the beginning and the end of stories. Because that is part of your job as the developmental editor, is to help the author know when their book actually starts and how it should end, so that those two things feel seamless, that they're playing off of each other, because in a lot of ways, your beginning and end need to mirror each other. And this is also the time for an editor to tell an author, you
1: are rambling. We only need to have maybe a paragraph about ents. The rest of this is rambling. Let's clean it up. The line editor will take the rambling and go, okay, how do we make this interesting?
0: But the developmental editor is the one saying, take it out entirely. When you are doing the developmental edits, resist commenting on the beginning sequences until you're at the end, until you're done. So like I just mentioned, you can make sure those two things are in balance with each other. If you don't know the end when you're trying to critique the beginning, you don't have the complete idea of the story of where it needs to go and those footholds that you need to establish right away.
1: As a developmental editor, it's also not your job to concern yourself with how a metaphor is landing or if there are proofreading issues. All of these things will get rewritten anyway. So if you spend all of this time and energy and the author spends all of this time and energy on the proofreading and then the chapter gets cut entirely, it's a wasted effort. Your time is better spent elsewhere.
0: Also, be on the lookout for scenes that don't serve multiple purposes in a story. In the past, we've shared a chart where you can track different things like whether it serves the plot, whether it serves a certain character development, whether it serves relationship development. If it's not serving at least two important things in the story as a whole, then either more needs to be added to it to make sure it does, or it just needs to go away. And that is part of your job as the developmental editor, is to look out for those problems. It's also not your job to really correct anything. You can, as the developmental editor, point out problems and let the author come to their own conclusions because you still want it to be their story. Like our quote at the beginning said, if you are pointing out how you would do it, you're influencing the author's style. You're influencing the author's end goal. So your job is to say, hey, there's not enough information here, or this scene isn't complete. You need to do something with this. Not to say, hey, this scene needs another character to be able to talk about this particular thing that I find interesting, but maybe is not actually relevant to your author.
1: And as a developmental editor, you're generally the one that catches things that need rewriting. That's a lot of your purpose. Those are things like head hopping, weaknesses in plot, like that scene structure we were talking about a moment ago. Pacing, even theme, rambling, all of these things are things that an author relies on the developmental editor to catch prior to the line editor or proofreader getting it in their hands.
0: You are also the one who catches what isn't there, what's missing, the overlooked opportunities for character development, for world building, for relationship development, because you, you know, included hints and never carried it out. That's what the developmental editor is there to help catch. Your job as a developmental editor is to find the gaps in the story. Like we said in our last episode, it is the gaps in understanding that the author knows what they meant, but the reader can't make those same connections. So if you're setting out to be a developmental editor, there
1: are certain things that are wholly dependent on you to fix. And that's this next list we're going to go through, starting with, you're the one who worries about word count. Nobody else is allowed to say that your story is too long or too short. That is a developmental editor's job.
0: If you are editing somebody's work that is a middle grade fantasy and it is 140,000 words long, cut it. Divide it into two different books or four different books
1: even. This is where your understanding of genre really starts to shine because you understand the structures of the genre and you understand the expectations
0: of the audience. You will also let the author know if it works or not. You are there to look at the broad story as a whole. Does this story make sense? Is it telling a good story that readers will like and enjoy that they can follow? It can be a harsh thing to go to an author and say, I'm sorry, this isn't ready yet. But that is your job as the developmental editor to say there are a lot of things. Here are the specific things that you can improve, but it's not working right now.
1: And this is the editor that cares about story structure, character development, these things. If someone comes to me and says, hey, I need an editor and I edit their stuff, I will probably comment on story structure and character development. If they say, hey, I need a line editor, which is my specialty, then I will not worry about these things that are
0: the developmental editor's job. You're also the one that cares about the chapter breaks, the transitions, making sure that those things are in the right places because authors will put chapter breaks where it feels natural to them but not where it serves the story. As the developmental editor, you can step in and say, no, your chapter break actually needs to be here so that we can have that exciting reason for them to continue going in the story and not a reason to put it down and set it aside. We've spent a lot of time talking
1: about how to start your novel. As a developmental editor, it's your job to kill that opening chapter. (laughs) No mercy. 98% of that time, the opening chapter on the first draft doesn't need to be there. That's the author telling themselves the story, which is great, and it's a great tool. Definitely, as an author, use it. But as an editor, if it doesn't serve the story, it's your job to tell the author to cut it out,
0: to delete that chapter. Obviously, don't delete it for the author. There's still their words. They need to make that choice in the end. But it's your job to point it out and say, this needs to go. You will also be the one asking why why are things the way that they are? Why do you have it set up the way it is right now? Because I'm not seeing why. If you have a reason why, then we need to make that reason more apparent for the reader. This
1: is also the editor that doesn't necessarily touch the manuscript itself. Sometimes they will if they're like inserting chapter breaks and that kind of thing, but for the most part, they will read through your story and then give you a two to five page breakdown of asking those questions, what's working, what's not, these kinds of things without doing things like circling and no red pen or anything like
0: that. They give more of a report. And if they do make notes along the way, it's more of just an arrow to specific sections or major things like that where it's not anything specific written in the manuscript but almost more like notes for themselves as they're going through it. So as an author who
1: is considering transitioning into editing, developmental editing can be a great crossover point because it's more about story. You can share the expertise that you've learned from your own novels that you've written with other authors to help them thrive. That means that you don't stop writing. You as an editor never discourage another author from writing and telling their story and using their voice because we need their stories told and those stories need to be developmentally edited. And those stories don't even get to that desk if the authors don't write selfishly.